Hello, Tile Friends! Welcome back to another episode of the Tile Money Podcast. Tile Money is strengthening the tile industry. We're doing this with our business education designed for contractors by contractors. And this education has been helping tile contractors around the world to build sustainable, profitable businesses. The result is a stronger industry from the installer up. And that's what I'm all about. So today we've got another great interview. We've got Aaron uh, Elbright and Trinity Vigil from JR Tile. JR is a five star tile contractor out of Texas. Aaron is the executive vice president at JR, and she also sits on the CTEF board of directors, uh, very involved in the industry for many years now. Trinity is the director of operations over at JR. He is a CTI himself, Certified Tile Installer. He is also an Advanced Certified Tile Installer. Not many of those. So he has both the CTI designation as well as the ACT. So congratulations, Trinity. Uh, he is a powerhouse over there at JNR. And I'm, I'm looking forward to talking to both of these folks because today's topic is all about employees. This is, uh, this is one of the most um, common subjects that we see come up in the uh, in the tile groups, right? The tile farms. Everybody wants to know how and where can I find good help. It's uh, it's a common belief and a common kind of conversation that good help just does not exist anymore. You know, whether you want to bl- blame it on the youth or blame it on a whole generation or whatever. But the fact remains that uh, it's a popular subject, almost as popular as the mud versus foam discussions. But um, I turned to the NTCA private Facebook community and asked about who had a system in place for hiring and uh, attracting quality people. And multiple people were tagging Aaron and bringing Aaron into the, co- the conversation, and she had a lot to say. So I invited her onto the podcast. I've been uh, wanting to get her on the podcast, and I'm glad it worked out today. Uh, before we get to it, I'm going to bring them on shortly. I'd just like to take one minute to thank our sponsors. These are the companies, our partners, who are investing back into Tile Money, back into you, the Tile Contractor. The NTCA, that is where you will make friends with some of the nation's most professional tile contractors, the National Tile Contractors Association. That can be your most valuable resource as a a small tile contractor. You can put a smile on your face. And for over 70 years, the NTCA has been dedicated to professional installation of ceramic tile and stone. They're the largest and most respected association in the world. So you can find out more about them by visiting their website. Reach out to Jim Olson on Facebook or LinkedIn or wherever you can find them on Instagram. Uh, I don't think they're on TikTok yet, but soon. All right, Ladycrete International is another sponsor of ours. Ladycrete is one of the oldest manufacturers of modern tile installation materials. In fact, they're credited for the invention of Thinset. How cool is that? Uh, They're a family-owned, private-held company right here in the United States. They continue to lead the way in innovation today for contractors everywhere. Ladycrete products can be found at Floor & Decor. And GoBoard is another sponsor of ours. GoBoard is a lightweight, waterproof tile backer board from Johns Mansville. Now, GoBoard is uh, super easy to cut, super easy to carry in, super easy to install. You can build the complete shower assembly with their line of products. Um, you can save time and earn you more money by using their products. HappyTileGuy.com is another sponsor. That is the best place to get your professional website done for you, built and managed. So if you're enjoying this show, I encourage you to go to iTunes, give us a five-star rating, let everybody know we like it. All right. Are you like it? So I'm happy to see a bunch of folks in here joining us for this conversation today. It's going to be a good one. How are you folks today? Aaron and Trinity. How's it going, Luke? Going good. Welcome, welcome to the show. So um, tell everybody, let's start with Trinity and then Aaron. Give us your 30,000-foot uh, overview of your time in the tile business. How did you get started in, in the ceramic tile industry? And then what does your position look like today? Go ahead. Okay. Well, I've been in the trade for 25 years. Uh, coming out of high school, daddy told me, hey, either go to school, learn a trade. And little did I know that there's a lot of education involved in tile setting. So 
uh, we're a growth mindset. And from here on out, like I said, you know, I am director of operations here at JNR Tau. Um, was, like I said, I'm also one of their lead installers. So the thing is, you know, what I learn, what I teach, like I said, I put, you know, to the field and like I said, anyway, and we're growing every day. I mean, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. 14, uh, we yes. just had, was it a couple weeks ago? Yes. Uh, just celebrated 14 years with, with us at JNR. So Trinity's been here uh, through quite a few changes and um, has yes. been a, just a huge, huge part of that and just tremendous leadership capabilities uh to our crews that's awesome and uh have been go ahead i know trinity wears a pretty big hat over there to protect himself from the from the texas sun (laughs) but it sounds like you wear a couple hats in the inside the company so that's that's pretty impressive that you're installing you're you're directing operations um i'm excited to talk to you about your role with with hiring process and vetting and all that training um, that's, that's pretty cool. 14 years and you got started with JNR or did you know, no. learn a little bit before that? Actually, um, I started right out of high school. I was 18 when I started into the trade. Mm. I learned under two old masters and these were the old masters that, you know, everything was mud set. Uh, so like I said, I've got a mud set background, plaster float. And these were the guys that took no BS. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so those are the guys that, you know, I, I learned coming up. Sure. So when, when I took my ACTs, it made it a lot easier for that transition. But from there, I did 10 years on that. Like I said, I, t- I got my, I was a helper. I got my apprenticeship under them and then became a rookie installer under them. So when I trans- uh, transitioned over to JNR, my education actually grew more and more from, like I said, uh, over here, like I said, there was a lot more techniques, um, new, like I said, new products. So from here on out, like I said, I'm still learning every day. Yeah. Like I, said, I don't know it. And if there's something new, I want to put my hands on it. So <laughs> that's pretty wild. So you, you got into tile to avoid college, but you didn't, you didn't avoid all the learning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, it sounds like you've got a passion for it. Yeah. Aaron, tell us about your introduction into the tile uh, world and, and where you're at today inside the company. Well, I grew up with my family running this company, so I've been around it for a long time. Even when my dad was not at work, he was still doing side jobs out in the community where I'm from, which is an hour south of San Antonio where JNR is located. And I was his little bucket girl, um, his helper. He was always hustling, always hustling. If it was a tub surround or a shower, he's a, I mean, he is a plaster man. Everything is plastered that that man does. It is mud work on the walls. There's no substitution. Yeah. So there's a lot of bomb shelters in South Texas built by my dad. Um, went off to, to college, actually was an education. I have an education background, was a teacher and coach um, at a high school, head girls basketball coach for a while, and uh, then transi- transitioned over to, to JNR. And it really, from, from coaching and education to this, was a, was a really easy transition, especially because things are goal-oriented. I love contracting because it's always something different with the projects Mm. um been here for nine years Mm -hmm. but i mean when i was younger i was the delivery driver forklift operator uh you know high school through college and you know came and helped in the in the summers here as well um parents got a little older um currently purchasing the company from my family so you're looking at the two new owners uh, here in hopefully a couple weeks and they're going to be out at the ranch enjoying all the, all the fruits of, of their labor and hard work through the years. So JNR's been around since 1984. We're we're on 37 years coming up on 40. Uh, It started with Johnny and Raymond. Johnny's my dad. And my uncle Raymond, they were two union installers that decided uh, to purchase a company they were working for. Mm. And they one day heard the company was for sale and two country boys went down to the bank and got a loan and uh, 
paid it off the first year. So JNR started out in San Antonio as a union shop back when we had that. So that whole foundation of of apprenticeship and and skilled labor and education and training uh, really are the roots of our business since since the inception of the company. And that went away. And when we found out that you could have certified installers, uh, that was the next best thing we could have to be in the union. We get asked mm. all the time from GCs if we're union. Sure. Uh, because of our accreditations, because of the way the office has the fields back, mm. um, just the way we work together, it, they think <laughs> that we're union. We're a union contractor, which doesn't exist. But being a five-star contractor with certified installers is the closest thing you in in Texas you can have to being a you know being in a union. Yeah, yeah. What a what a success story! I, I love hearing hearing that story. Thanks for sharing and congratulations, by the way, on um, the successful s- succession of the company ownership and um, you know allowing. Uh, I mean, what a what a what a gift to give your parents. Really, you know, I'm I'm thinking because um, not only can they see their company, you know, go on stay in the family but they can probably, you know, retire a little bit earlier than they would have been able to, um, you know, it, it, just from the outside looking in, that's, it seems like a cool, a really cool thing. They love to work. So, okay. you know, we see, uh, we see my, my mother, Chris does all the bookkeeping. She comes from a corporate background as a controller. She was a VP at a pretty large company before she left when I was younger in middle school to come help with the company um, but she's still here during the week. She's not Friday, not every day, but, uh, we'll see. My dad's pretty much retired. He's out at the ranch, but he pops in from time to time to see how things are going. Um, but they're workers. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, they will not actually ever retire. They will be doing something all the time. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know the type it's a, uh, it's a good thing. That's a good thing, right? Stay busy. Now, tell us a little bit um, about the size of the the company today. Tell us, you know, how many people do you have? What kind of projects are you working on? You know, how, how large is the company? However you want to describe that to us. Uh, we, run about, we run about 10 crews. Uh, we've gotten, you know, the ebb and flow of, of COVID like everyone else. Yes. Um, we really have stayed pretty busy. We... We started off as a commercial company mm-hmm. um, back in 84. They actually paid the business off the first year, which I think is a pretty cool story. Super Those brothers cool. Yeah. Um, who owned it were out in the field working with their tools. So, you know, I think that's a really great success story for any anybody just starting off, right? Like, hey, you go take out a loan and, and if, if you don't have that overhead and you're actually working with your tools while – um, you're starting this business, it's really easy to, to pay that off and, and stay profitable um, if you owe anything, if you want to get a little location or something. So, you know, that that I think is a big testament to it doesn't matter how big we are now. Um, this is how it started. But we have really been a high-end commercial company. We do a lot of gauged porcelain. Yes. Um, Anything that is important or custom, we do a lot of, you know, banks, uh, higher end retail, like we've done a Gucci and a Prado with Italian porcelain that's been shipped over with little sensor tags on it in case it was moved too much. Um, Things that really take special attention. That's when our phone rings from the commercial contractors. We don't do... Um, gas stations or no. fast food restaurants. That, that goes back to uh, the quality of the, the people that we have. Mm-hmm. The thing is, we don't want to get projects and throw bodies on there mm-hmm. just because of GC's hollering. Every employee that we have here is specialized in something. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've got guys that are specialized in, they've got mud work experience. They've got gauge panel experience. They can uh, attention to detail in high-end residential so the thing is, like I said, you know, we've gotten big to the point one time where we were just throwing bodies at certain projects because 
a fire alarm went off. Didn't meet our core values. No. It wasn't sure. So the thing is, you know, it's having to regroup and, hey, you know what? These are the guys that we need. These are the ones that we can trust. And, they, you know, we don't have to worry about projects uh, coming, you know, having punch lists, mm-hmm. having uh, issues with homeowners, having issues with builders because, you know what? These are the guys that we trust. Everybody's on the same mindset. Yeah. And, you know, we all pointed in the same direction. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So we always refer back to our core values and attention to detail is one of those. Yeah. So, you know, we've all walked in uh, into some places and (laughs) want to have a heart attack looking at some of the tile work, right? A blessing and a curse for us all. And you're like, attention to detail was absolutely not happening. That's, that's not our, that's not our jam. That's not our type of work. Mm -hmm. Uh, We do residential. um, And we don't just do high end residential. I mean, we have a crew out right now doing a patch job on a tub surround. Yes. So there's no job too big or small. We have full-time employees, right? Mm -hmm. So the phone rings all the time here, some commercial, some residential. Yeah. Um, it's a nasty patch job, by the way. It's going to make it great before and after picture. I mean, that it looked like somebody died in there. It was yeah. scary. Pretty much is, you know what, whether it's a 1960s uh, tubs around versus a modern, you know, remodel. Yeah. Thing is, you know, we treat every project and we instill those values into our, you know, employees Every project is treated, you know, with 100% detail and make sure that it's customer satisfaction at the end. And we have really great customer reviews. We're super proud of that. So if y'all ever look at the Google business for sure. DNR, yeah. we have almost a five-star rating. We had a disgruntled employee give us one star, so we have 4.8, but it looks like five. <laughs> well, uh, you- we have tons of reviews from our customers, and it could be from a really small job to a really large project. Um, we get really great feedback because our team is is so phenomenal with with who we are and, and what we do from the office to the field. Do you ask for reviews? Yes. Sometimes. We have... We have, um, when we finish a project, either Trinity or myself will go with the job completion form and we'll just make sure that the customer is satisfied. So it's not just the installer Mm -hmm. making sure that everything and that crew um, is, you know, it's satisfactory when they're complete. We actually go on a quality control afterwards Mm -hmm. uh, just to ensure if something needs a touch up and maybe the customer doesn't even see it that it's going to get taken care of. Yeah. So we go above and beyond on that quality. What is that called? Um, a white glove service or something like that? Yes. What? Almost like the white glove service, but also too, we get the reviews, uh, the phenomenal reviews when uh, these customers have had issues with previous installers oh. that if they've, you know, they've gone to one or two or three, and then finally when they finally get to JNR, they already have that bad taste in their mouth thinking, oh, well, here's another crew coming in. What issues are we going to have? And this thing is, you know, our crews come in, they do the work to the best of their abilities and above and beyond that they they leave the customers dumbfounded like, whoa, we didn't expect this. Or we educate customers, hey, you know what, uh, I know you want this, but we saw this and we think it might be a better turnout. Mm-hmm. So those are the kind of reviews that we get. Hey, you know what, we didn't know about it. Uh uh, so-and-so in the field let us know. Uh, he was phenomenal. He was clean and whatnot. So those are the kinds of things that we get back. And when we have our our safety meetings, we will do shout-outs. Hey, you know what? This crew killed it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't so much, hey, you know what? They've got the shout-out from the customer. Um, it's fun to read those yes, reviews in our weekly meetings. It's always fun to yeah. read those reviews, you know, to mm-hmm. to read those reviews. We're, we're just so proud of them. And it's it just shows – it just shows how special the team is when a customer leaves a review and they put the the installer and the apprentice's name in there. Right. 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 Yeah. Working out with with Trey and yes. just really, not, I, I we just love that. We're so proud of it. That and builds morale too, right? With I yes. mean, the whole to company. Your question: If everything goes right, I we will send them a link. Do you, do you mind? Uh, most of the time, we don't even have to. Sure. Um, sure. Because they found us on Google to begin with, so. Maybe they want to be part of the fan club. I don't know. We've got a question from Jamin. Uh, are you are you running like two two person crews? We are. Um, 
sometimes we run a, a three-person crew. I mean, depending on the side of the job. I mean, sometimes we have two crews on a project. Right now we have three yes. crews on a project, one crew at another. It just depends on the size sure, of it. Sure, sure. But when we bring in a pre-apprentice, a greenhorn, yes. is what we call them, mm-hmm. actually a boot. Yes, it's a boot. We call them a boot because we put them through boot camp. If they know nothing, there is a three-month, very specific training that we do as a pre-apprentice. So that pre-apprentice direct reports to the apprentice. The apprentice direct reports to the installer or foreman. Foreman direct reports to Trinity. Mm-hmm. So it's all about that direct reporting, and it gives that apprenticeship, uh, that apprentice some responsibility to to train that pre-apprentice with the basic skills. So sometimes we, we are running three-man crews with the pre-apprentice, and it gives the apprentice the opportunity to actually set some tile, which is Smart. always our big goal. If you're not in it, if you're – an installer here, you're a teacher, first and foremost. Mm-hmm. You have to have that growth mindset that that our apprentices and pre-apprentices are the future of the company. We've got to get them mm-hmm. geared up and get those skills sharpened yeah. and ready. And every time they're caught up and have an opportunity to do some installation, we're doing it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You've mentioned a couple times core values, and I was really wanting to dig into this, so I'm, I'm glad you brought it up. Uh, because one of the things you said within that NTCA conversation, that group we were having, um, before you start to hire, you've got to get your core values aligned and really know what they are. It sounds like both of you are on the same page there. Can you share with us a little bit why that's so important? And maybe you could share a couple of your top core values. Sure. We'll share all of them. Great. Uh, I have our I have one of our feedback forms here. So we all have to be pointed in the right the same direction, right? That that's the big thing. If you don't know who you are, how can you perform the task? Mm-hmm. If we can look back and we talk about this weekly, mm-hmm. no matter what decision you make in the field, no matter what you do, as long as you can refer back to those core values and check them off, you know you did the right thing. Mm. So those are continuous self-improvement, accountability, honesty and integrity, hungry for achievement, and attention to detail, which you hear a lot. Um, Those really cover everything on who we are as a company. Mm -hmm. And if you start off with those, the rest just kind of falls into place. You know, all the skill training, everything that you do after that, if it revolves around those core values, it's like, okay, if, and we make mistakes, we make mistakes. We've had some situations where we've had to talk to certain crews. We might, but when we sit them down and say, okay, let's look at the core values. And they're like, yeah, I did. I, I didn't give the attention to detail that I should have, or, or, um, you know what, that accountability, you're right. I should have picked up the phone and, and asked that question. Like everything can revolve around that. It makes it super, super simple and every company is different. So to really hone in and know who you are, and you can always refer back to those core values, then everybody's pointed in the same direction. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to invest in people. And the thing is, it's just, you know what? This is just a some guidelines. You mm-hmm. know what? Everybody that comes in here, whether, hey, I had 20, 30 years experience versus the guy that, you know what? I'm just barely starting. Mm-hmm. I like tile. I've seen tile because I want to learn it. Okay, then. The thing is, it's not how, you know, what skills they're on. It's do they have those core values? Are they are they going to be able to, hey, you know what? Do they want it? Do they get it? Can they achieve it? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the thing. We can mold anybody. We're probably not popular for saying this uh, from many of people that I see online, but it's true that anyone can develop skills. Yes. Some people develop skills more quickly than others. And we've seen that in front of us many times. We've done it. Like I said, I've had the mistake and I've done this mistake many times. You know what? Uh, being, let's say, being the lead installer, if anybody was sent in my direction from, hey, you know what? We have another installer in the field. He's having problems with his help. Send him to Trinity. The thing is, it's either, okay, can we address the issue or are we going to have to cut them loose? Mm-hmm. That's it. Those were the things. I never I never asked those, hey, well, what can we do? What's I never bothered to, you know, dig deep into that person's persona. So the thing is, you're out. That's it. Yeah. 
I had a little hard hat that had little notches. I thought that was funny. But the thing <laughs> is, when I started thinking about it more, it's like, what was it about that person that, you know, that, I mean, did he not, was he not engaged by the installer? Was the installer patient enough to say, let me set you aside and find out what's, you know, what the problem is? Because a lot of times it's the installer. Yes. It's not the help. It's not the apprentice. And we've found that out the hard way. And that's one of the things we work on really, really hard here from the weekly feedback forms and all the things Mm -hmm. that we do is take a really good look in the mirror and make sure we're doing everything to have actively engaged employees. We have several young men that work here. When they started off, I mean, they, they come in here at 18, 19 years old. At that time, I mean, they're kids. And these older gentlemen see them as kids. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're going to be in the way. They mm-hmm. don't know nothing. Mm-hmm. So thing is, they get pushed aside. Mm-hmm. They get talked down and whatnot. They just get discredited. Mm-hmm. Used to. Yes. And the thing is, it's like, you know what? We've had them leave, come back. And when they come back, they come back with a different attitude. And we've had Zeke. Zeke is... One of the, I mean, one of our people that, I mean, just excelled. He didn't know anything, but he's one of our top guys. I mean, as far as, yes, he works. hard. He works hard hard. to. Trustworthy. He meets all of those core values. Makes mistakes at times. Absolutely. But you know, you can, we trust (laughs) each other here. Yeah. We don't know that people are going to make mistakes. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of trust. A lot of trust. I've got one one young man that's working underneath me who his installer said, you know what, he's no good, he doesn't pay attention, whatnot, I want him gone. He reached out to me, and he goes, you know what, you're going to work under me. And he's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, like, he left was the, not engaged. Left the competition yes. to come back here. Yes. So I engage him. Yeah. So like, you know what, we're going to do this area and whatnot. I need you to look ahead of me, get me ready and whatnot. When we're ahead – I sit down and I explain to him, hey, we're going to do this, this, and this. Uh, this We do this reason because of this. Mm-hmm. So we sit down. I mean, we have conversations. And these are not conversations that I was taught to, you know, coming up. Mm-hmm. It was either look what I'm doing and that's it. So Do what I tell you to. Yes, do. pretty much. <laughs> do what I tell you to. You know, the whole I'm right, you're wrong, I'm big, you're little. <laughs> yeah. This is, a, this is a difficult thing to get into that mindset because as an installer or really anything, I don't care if you're a, you know, a bean counter or whatever, you know, when you know your trade and you know your work and you're very proficient with it, you know, you can get it done in you know, X amount of time and slowing down to teach someone your apprentice feels like you're going backwards. It feels like you know, it doesn't come naturally to most of us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we need to train ourselves to do this, right? And we have a comment here from Aiden. It seems that the older generation tends to work harder than the younger, in my experience. Aiden, you're not alone. This is this is what we see every single day on these comments. Today, in this conversation, we're going to flip the script. Gonna, yeah. And I even have some data to talk about. This goes back to our feedback forms and everything that we do, Aiden. Um, Some interesting information and and some data that that we'll share with you guys just on why, why, what have we done differently where it's not working that way? Why why do we have 18 and 19-year-olds that are working hard? Rock stars here. Yes. Yeah. So So lay lay it on us if if you're ready for that conversation. just like the, the old saying, I mean, you got to learn to walk before you can run. Yeah. Well, we should start. We should start with our interview process. Well, yes. Maybe. Yeah. Let's. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. And I do how have. How do we get them right? What's that? You want to start with how do we even get them? I do, and and before we before we jump off of the core values, you had mentioned you have a, a worksheet. Are you able to share that with? with me privately later and then I can share sure, it with the absolutely. tile money audience. And that's that plus minus that gauge that we do, mm-hmm. that we do weekly. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Okay. So I will email that to anybody who wants that. Uh, it'll be in our newsletter next week. We have a tile money newsletter, a weekly newsletter. And if you're not on that, just uh, PM DM, text me your email address and I'll put you on that and get you that um, free worksheet from Aaron. Um, we actually have two couple worksheets. All of our apprentices are judged on a worksheet, and conversely, all our apprentices fill out a worksheet to help hold 
our installers accountable, which is part of that engagement that we're about to talk about. Okay. Let's, let's jump into that. Walk us through the, the beginning process of, um, you say, Hey, we could really use a couple, a couple apprentices. What, what's the next step? Well, the phone's always ringing. It's ringing right now. I can still hear it. I hear it in my sleep. We've never had issues with people applying to JNR. And I think one of the biggest mistakes people have is, oh, we're, we're not busy right now, so we're not going to interview. We're not hiring. We are always, always, always interviewing. Mm-hmm. And you always have to be ready to do that. And we keep a, you know, in the union, they call it a bench, right? We have a bench um, of contacts. I'm looking at it like Excel sheets of people. And Mm. we actually rate them A, B, C, D, Trinity and I grade them Mm -hmm. um, based on their interview on a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. And for us, Mm. we say even on every job description, it says grow or die right? That's like the last bullet, grow or die. That doesn't just mean as a business, that means individually. If you don't have a growth mindset, you are not a good fit here. And you may be a phenomenal tile setter, but if you don't have a growth mindset, you're not a good fit for JNR Tile. Mm -hmm. And some of these questions that uh, we can share with you guys are based on the job interview. We always interview... um, I mean, even Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist, Indeed. Oh, my gosh. I put an ad on Indeed one time, and, I mean, just hundreds of people, and it's it's cheap. I, I can't remember what we paid, but, um, I mean, we just had so many people apply. Yeah, we let me get, tell you this one. We had uh, afternoons booked two at a time, yes. For weeks, afternoons yeah. booked. Um Texas Workforce Commission, we get a lot of uh, interviews from them in the apprentice capacity. Mm -hmm. We partner with our local workforce solutions. I encourage everybody that's listening to do the same. They're federally funded. They're throughout the country. We take advantage of some of those opportunities with with our apprenticeship model, um, which we use – through the NTCA university is a big part of that for our, our curriculum based. Yeah. Um, so that's step one, but to the job interview, it's, it's workforce commission, indeed Craigslist, Facebook marketplace. And then if the phone rings, you're interviewing, you have to make the time to sit down with everybody and interview. So step one, we walk them through the door. Actually step one, is if they can't fill fill out an online application at JNR Tile, yeah. they don't get an interview. Good, yeah. We run we run a project management software here called eSub where we document our work, we do our payroll, right, daily reports. We run a software system here that's cloud based, technology based. If you can't fill out an online application, we already know eh, you're not a good fit. Right. Step one, yeah. You get, if you can't navigate our website and fill out an online application, you don't you don't call here and get an interview or ask for some pieces of paper to fill out. You have to go online and fill it out. Yeah. If they fill out an online application, we set them up in an afternoon. Um, step one, we walk them through the office and we watch them interact with the staff and how they communicate. So we introduce them to to the people in the office. And we don't say anything. We just we just step back and watch. We want to see how they, you know, body language. Sure. See how they communicate. Uh, step two are the questions. So we do not talk about the position. We do not talk about the company because you can be manipulated very easily if you start getting excited about your projects, what you're doing, what people are going to hear, what they want to hear, and we don't want to get manipulated. They should have already known about the company. Hello, you went to the website to fill out the the application and they should have an idea about this position. Yeah. Um, They can always ask questions at the end. So the step two, the questions, we always ask a growth mindset question and a fixed mindset question. And Trinity and I have so much fun with this (laughs) because I'm always like, which one do you, which one do you want to want to do? Um, so here's some here's some samples, some examples. Of the 
Where do you see yourself in 10 years? See? And that's one that we've asked and nobody realizes, well, well, I'm trying to see where I'm at in next week. I'm trying sure. to get a job today. Yes. Yeah. 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 The thing is, you know, what's your goal or in, you know, how, how are you setting goals? You know, 10 years, five years. Um, this one. This, then, is, this is a good one. We use this mm-hmm. one often. Uh, you were inspired to learn something new recently. So we're like, tell me about a time yes. when you were inspired to learn something new recently. Big growth mindset question, right? If you yeah. think you knew everything, you have a hard time answering that question. Um, we always get, you can, you can really gauge people by these questions. And yeah. that's, a, so that's an example of a growth mindset question. Um, a fixed mindset question, you know, you want to ask these as neutral as possible so they can't tell the difference clearly. Sure. Uh, tell me about a time you felt like you were the smartest person in the room. Mm-hmm. So if somebody has a fixed mindset, they're going to go on quite a bit about this. Uh, <laughs> right? Like, well, my last job, I felt like I was the guy that knew everything and they had, you know, you. Yeah. Versus a growth mindset is there's always more to learn. I feel like I learned from people, you know, you can really gauge uh, based off of these interview questions. We can, of course, share this with you, too. That'd be great. Uh, Yeah, I'd love it. It's called the three buckets, the three bucket interview process. And the questions are underneath. Um, After that, we do a background check and check references. Yes, we actually call and check the references because people can make things up. Mm And if all is good, pass the drug test, we send that offer via DocuSign. We never talk about wages, Mm -hmm. never bring up dollar amounts. We didn't ask what they made before somewhere else. Um, We send, we send a job offer via DocuSign with that dollar amount. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Now, why, why, why is it so important to hire that growth mindset individual? Can you answer this one? Well, uh, this trade. Yes. What, well, let me let me put it another way. A lot of folks. I, I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit. A Do lot it. of folks might say, "Hey, now, I don't want to hire somebody who wants to grow because I don't want them to leave my company, grow beyond my company." They're not running a real company, in in my opinion, um, because. If you have the leadership skills to treat people correctly and you actually care about them, you're going to wish them the best of luck when they take off. Mm-hmm. And if you treat them well enough, they're never going to leave anyway. Yeah. They're going to keep learning. They're going to keep learning. If you take care of them, they're making you money. You have a plan for them. They trust that you have a plan for them for their growth in terms of wages, position, and they're actively engaged, they're not going to want to leave. And that could be a one-man band, right? Mm-hmm. If you are one installer with the company and you hire an apprentice and he's finished with his apprenticeship and you can put him in as a journeyman, you're off your hands and knees. Now you're managing people. Yeah. You get to hire another apprentice now. Yeah. Now you're just quality control. I mean, that that's that's our that's how we see it here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I said, there, there's too much ego out there where, oh, well, this person's trying to be better than me or I'm being better than that person. I mean, I, I've seen it. Um, like I said, everybody knows who I am. I mean, here in San Antonio whatnot, I've never belittled anybody. We love it when people want to be better than Trinity. I've like, always had please. a bullseye on my back. They're coming for you. Yeah. <laughs> And he loves it. Yes. Please take my spot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they don't realize, you know, there's a lot, you know, it, um, I'm a leader. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I'm a teacher. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say, hey, you know what? I don't want you being better than me or whatnot. It's, it's like I said, I put my ego aside a long time ago. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he said it earlier. And, and Dan Welch, I look up to uh, a friend of mine up in Michigan and he, he says, and I, I, I think he was on your podcast, Luke, but I remember, yeah, yeah. yeah, I, I remember him saying this when I was up visiting him at his shop, really awesome company, great organization. And he loved, I loved this. He said, uh, we're not a tile company. We're a people development company. Yeah. Yeah. That's and right. And 
I think we share a lot of the same vision Mm -hmm. in terms of that. Um, You have to develop that staff and, and we want a bunch of trinities, right? That's the goal. Yeah. That's, that's the target. And if you keep them in that position, they don't know where they can go. They don't know how they can grow. They don't have any hope Mm -hmm. in, in that, in that role. And that's, one of one of the big gauges of employee engagement is hope. Yeah, um, you have to you have to have that. You have to trust that there's a plan for these individuals. Yeah. Let let me address the the audience real quick. There's a couple questions that aren't related to hiring. Uh, feel free to ask them anyways, but we'll go back and answer those. Uh, we're, we're on limited time today. We'll go back and answer those later, wherever you ask them inside the, the Facebook group or the YouTube. Um, so yeah, just ask your questions. If I, if we don't get to them here uh, later today or over the weekend or on Monday, either myself or Aaron will, will answer those for you folks. Yeah, because we're not seeing them. Okay, well, that's that's fine. I, I don't want to get distracted. Somebody want to talk about pricing, which I always love, but you know I, I'd love to stay on on topic. Um, so ask the questions, and if they're relevant to hiring, we're going to try to answer them. But like I said, I've I've got a few more questions myself. Um, what's that? We're laughing no. about pricing. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Well, let's let's stick to the topic here. What? Um, money. (laughs) It's funny because so much of what you've talked about, we haven't even talked about anything um, like tape measures or, you know, uh, anything. It's all about culture. Culture. Yeah. Everything you've been talking about is culture and, and, you know, people development. And I I love it because it's really challenging the status quo out there in in the contractor world really is, hey, look, we're, you know, yes, people need to be talented and and know what to do. But uh, you've got if you if you're building a company like Aaron, Aaron's vision here and and JNR, I mean, second generation company, uh, you've got to you've got to really have that long term thinking, that long term vision. And you want the you want to develop the people and help them grow to be the best people they can, they can be. And that's really so far what the conversation has been about. Um, Tell me a little bit about the hands-on apprenticeship approach. Once they're in the door, once they're an employee um, and they're green, they're like, let's say 18 out of high school or whatever. You mentioned you have the NTCA uh, apprenticeship program. What, what in-house program do you have? How, how soon are you hoping to get these people uh, as an installer? We're very proud of this. The United States Department of Labor Office of Apprenticeship Certification. Regist- registered Apprenticeship Program, JNR Incorporated. Tell me about it. So we worked really hard on this and I encourage I encourage you guys to reach out to Becky Sturban at the NTCA. Um, so we have our our apprenticeship curriculum is really that NTCA University is is the core of it. So all of those skills, you know, you have your related instruction. It's all of the courses, right? And we split it up to Apprentice 1, Apprentice 2, Apprentice 3, Apprentice 4. Of course, we have our pre-apprentice, right, that's learning the basic skills. Mm-hmm. So our apprenticeship here, and I'm going to be super unpopular for saying this out loud, um, we have it. This is all based on the field, though. Mm-hmm. They can knock out the apprenticeship online and not have that related instruction in the field. That has to pass uh, you know, the smell test with Trinity and the direct report, the, the CTI in the field. But we have it for every six six months, right? So it's Apprentice 1, a pre-apprentice Greenhorn, three months, mm-hmm. apprentice, apprentice 1, six months, Apprentice 2, six months, three, four. Some guys it's going to take a year. Some guys it's going to take longer. It all depends on these weekly feedback forms and how they're doing in the field, daily checklists, mm-hmm. Um, things of that nature, but we have NTCA University, but we have our employees, they do that on their own time. Mm -hmm. 
They come in and do the safety orientation before they hit the field. Wow. But we have them do it on their own time. They have their login. We are not at JNR um, paying for them to sit down at a computer to take it. These, these young men are having the initiative to go home and, and work on this on their own time. What, what's the motivation for them? The motivation is uh, to be part of something. Well, I've had taken some of these men, you know, across San Antonio, across the state, and hey, you know what? We worked on this project. This was uh, this was us. And the thing is, like, you know what? We have more, you know, more projects like this in the future. Something big, something small. But the thing is, where they can feel they put their name on it, mm-hmm. uh, something they can be proud of, uh, part of a team, part of a, something that's, you know, that's going to make history. Yeah. And their ranks. Yes. It's a ranking, right? You're going to take an apprentice three versus an apprentice one to go do a more specialized project elsewhere because he's earned that. Um, of course, we have incremental pay increases as <laughs> as that goes. So the best part about it is you don't ever ask for a raise at JNR Tile because you know exactly what you have to do to get it. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. How how much? That's a part of engagement in its own. Yes. You you said you've done some uh, sports coaching, is that right, Aaron? Before That's right. Trinity yourself, have you? Do you coach any? Or, well, well, uh, I used to be I used to be a karate instructor back in my twenties. Okay, the way into my thirties, yes. So so how? Yes. How much of those? Uh, uh, experiences are you pulling from with your team building now? Because, you know, that's what I thought of when you, when you gave me that answer, Trinity, they want to be part of the team, right? It's a, it's a team effort. They see their peers, maybe just two years older than them or whatever. Um, they've been there, they've been at the company six, 12, 18 months, and they see where they're, they are. And then they're like, Oh, that, you know, I, I want to, I want to get there. Are, now, are you guys pulling off of your coaching kind of, you know, uh, attitude because I, I hear that helps a lot i think we are and we don't realize it yes. yeah yeah I'll, I'll put it this way uh in my 20s uh like i said i fought full contact uh like i said uh i worked my way up in rank to receive uh i've actually got uh two black belts one wow. in Taekwondo, one in um it's swanshu style kung fu mm. now the thing is i've earned my bumps and bruises and whatnot i've broken noses mm. dislocated shoulder and whatnot mm-hmm. to get to the position i was in sure now the thing is you know we had other schools that were competing that would give away you know ranks mm. and the thing is you know well the thing is, you know i would see is like you know what i earned mine versus them buying theirs mm-hmm. so the thing is i had that sense of pride where i developed you know, who I was and what the person I was becoming. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, I've, I instill those values now to the people that work under me or I work side by side. The thing is, like I said, we're not given anything. We earn. Mm-hmm. The thing is, you know, in order to, you know, to get to that position, we got to work hard at it. We got to make sure that, you know, we're passionate about what we do. Mm-hmm. And like I said, you know, it's at the end of the day, you know, hang your hat on it. Um, be part, like I said, and we are a team. We are a family. And yeah. the thing is, you know, like I said, JNR, you know, sometimes we do have that bullseye on our back. But the thing is, you know, we earn, you know, that reputation. Yeah. We are who we are because of the men, you know, in the field. Yeah. So, and we're, and we're so proud of that, that we all speak the same language, right? It's yeah. not JNR Tile says, it's you're talking TCNA handbook, right? We're talking methods and standards to minimum requirements. And for, uh, I always say, I want to get that bumper sticker that like, <laughs> our apprentices are better than your installers. So I feel like they certainly are more educated. They may not have uh, the skill sets, but they're going to get there. They, they're they're coming. They're coming for you. Um, you're you're building that foundation, which is so right. is so important for for growth. Uh, I mean, we're here. We are in the contracting world, right? Let's not skip the foundation <laughs> when it comes to people development. Trinity, I want to ask you: we, you. You're probably in the field pretty much every day, right? Yes, sir. Now, uh, no, no, <laughs> well, three out of five days. Yes. All right. When you're out there and you're working with some of these young apprentices, um, now I understand you have a probationary period in the company. What is that? Two weeks, two months or uh, three months, three months, 90 days. 90 days. That's a nice, nice, realistic time frame. 
what are you looking for um, in that person? You know, as as you're getting to you know day forty five, day sixty, uh, what kind of flags you know um, go off in your mind whether or not you're going to be able to hang on to this person or maybe it's time to cut them loose? Well, it goes back to our uh, our feedbacks. But the thing is, you know, like when I roll up on a job, sometimes I won't you know announce myself. I will stay in the background. I'll observe everything, and if I see a new boot that's just, I mean, constantly moving, you know, making sure that everybody, you know, just staying busy, staying active, staying engaged. Sometimes it's annoying when we've got the, well, why do we do this? Why do we do that? And it's, you know, it used to bother me, mm-hmm. but now it's I know that they want to learn. Mm-hmm. So we have to be patient on that. Then sometimes I got the guys that just like, you know what, they're just there to take up space. You know, they're there to collect the paycheck. Thing is, they don't want to grow, and that's the time when, hey, you know what? It's out the door, you so know. They don't last, what do we give them, two weeks max? Yes. We will give them a, we'll give them a sit-down. We'll, we'll actually, you know what, this is what we observe. We'll sit them down. We'll actually have a, we'll write it down. We'll give them a verbal. We'll written it up. And then, you know what, strike three, you're up. And, well, and we have the data to show from the feedback from their direct report, which is mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. Like I said, that goes back to me changing the way I was thinking, you know what, you're not a good fit out the door. But the and thing you're is- not improving even mm-hmm. when we talk about it. And you get paid at your job at JNR is to do this. This is what you get paid to do at JNR Tile. You are not doing this consistently. Mm-hmm. Can you can we talk about that? What's what's going on? Yeah. Um but there's three questions that we always ask. Do they get it? Do they get it? Do they want it? Do they want it? And do they have the capacity? Do they have the capacity? Are the, are the neurons in their brain mm-hmm. actually capable of being in this task? Important three questions. Uh, re- rewind those folks when you're listening to this in the future and write those questions down. Do you get it? Do you want it? Do you have the capacity? What Tell me just a little bit about the protection that the, what did you call it, the the, um, the report, the employee report? The employee feedback. Employee, employee, feedback. employee feedback. So this is like the crew leader filling this out? or It's the direct report of the apprentice. So if we had a pre-apprentice, the apprentice would be giving the feedback on the pre-apprentice. If we have an installer... <laughs> Right, the installer sure. is giving the feedback on the apprentice. So whoever's on the job that's got training the... has to get feedback to everybody. Yeah, sure, <laughs> it's whoever's working together that week. Yes, mm-hmm. the direct report. Tell me a, a, just real quick the legal reasons, the protection this offers the company when it comes time to let that employee go, because that's also an issue. Hey, you hire someone, they don't work out, you cut them loose. Well, are they going to tell you that they were let go unfairly or, you know, obviously, I mean, I don't think we really need, huh? Here's the beauty of it, Luke. Most of the time when we sit down and we address these issues, very rarely do we have to cut somebody loose. They leave on their own most of the time. That's back to that whole accountability. You're, you're, you're holding them accountable. You're calling them on the carpet. A lot of times they leave on their own, especially, especially the installers. Sometimes the younger guys, the apprentices that come in, it's different. But when you sit down and you give them that feedback, 99% of the time they improve Mm -hmm. because they want it. They want that feedback. They want to do a good job. People want to do a good job. If you don't give them any feedback, they don't know any better. Unless they don't have the capacity, then you got to cut them loose, right? Or they don't want it. So you want to make them a little bit uncomfortable, hold them accountable, sit them down, say, hey, this isn't working out. Make make them work for it. Like I'm, I'm thinking of um, someone who has one employee and the guy's just not showing up. He's texting. He's saying, oh, I lost my keys. He can't find them for 12 hours. He texts that night. Oh, I found him. I'll be there in the morning. In the morning he comes, he doesn't show up. So in this case, the, the gentleman doesn't want to, fire him because he doesn't want to go, you don't have to pay his unemployment. Well, yes, that goes back to uh, on this. Like I said, he gets a minus. You get a plus, a minus or a plus minus. If there's minuses and there's minuses for two weeks in a row, you have legal protection for them to not get unemployment because you documented what that job description lines up 
to these things we're judging you on. You know what I mean? That Mm -hmm. your job description and your core values are how you look at your checklist. I mean, ours may be a little different than everyone else's, but I think it would be very similar when we share the sheet with you, Luke. Mm -hmm. Um, Punctuality is one of them. So if there's a minus in punctuality for more than one week um, or hell, not showing up at all, and it's documented and it's dated, you can use that to Texas Workforce Commission or whoever it may be uh, when they're filing unemployment. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, no, it doesn't happen here. So, so we've had, you know, that rare instance where somebody comes and, oh, I got him fired. I got fired, you know, for no good reason. And it's like, you know what? We pull up there. It's all right here. Yeah. So there's, they don't have a leg to stand on. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean. You're protecting yourself. We tell them, I tell a lot of the young men that come in here, like, it's very hard to get fired here. Yeah. Well, the only reason you're going to get fired is because you did not do your part. We're going to tell you exactly what your job is. We're going to give you everything you need to do that job. It's up. It's it's up to you. Yeah. Now, once you hire someone and and put them through the ninety days, what percentage of of these folks are sticking around longer than a few years, um, or what percentage are leaving? Do you have a high turnover rate? No. Very very low turnover rate. Yeah. Very low turnover rate. Yeah. And then I just want to hammer down on this a a little bit further. What percentage of of young people, because you say the phone rings a lot, you have three or four different places, Indeed, Craigslist. So you're getting maybe, let's say you get 20 applications in a month. What percentage would you say are really attractive to you? Like you're like, oh man, I really want to hire this guy, this person. (laughs) 10% probably yes. two. So 20 Which people. Well, we need to be interviewing. So you, you, you have to interview 20 people to get two. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, you'll get that, uh, that diamond in the rough right there. But yeah. damn, when you get them. Yes. Hang on to them. To them. They're, they're going to make you that they're going to make your business yeah. really shine and make your life easier. It's worth it. It's worth it. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, we have uh, several individuals, several young men that came in through Texas workforce uh, they did their 90-day uh, probation. Uh, they, we put them under... Did we mention that they were free for 90 days? No, oh, you forgot about that. The best Oh, part. yeah, that's right. If you go to your workforce commission, they will pay for either all or a percentage of their wage. Mm-hmm. So you as a company don't have to bear full financial responsibility for that training. Like you were talking about Luke and a lot of times, like I don't want to have to stop and teach this apprentice because it's wasting. Well, you're also getting a 50% or full discount on labor at the same time. These are federal, this is federal funding. This is in all 50 States. So our pre-apprentices, our boots um, with Texas workforce commission it, they're they're free for three months. Yeah. It takes a lot for us to it takes a yeah. lot for us to cut them loose because we want to give them a lot of chances. We want them to be successful. Yeah. Um, we've had to cut quite a few loose, but we've gotten some outstanding employees from our from our workforce development uh, here locally. That's incredible. The thing is, uh, when we start teaching them young through the whole NTCA university, they pick up the lingo. Yes. They started speaking the the terminologies and whatnot, lippage, or water ratios, and everything. And it's like you you stand back and it's like, wow. We're quizzing them constantly, yes. and they know the answers, and it's we're just so proud of that. Yeah. Well, listen, guys, uh, I'm re- I want to be respectful of your time. I want to thank both of you for. I know it's the end of your w- week here. Thank both of you for taking the time to do this. I I'm inviting you right now to come back on the show. Uh, preferably within the next 90 days, shall we say, um, because I, I, I have a feeling we're going to want, we're going to have follow-up questions from the audience. Dig deep, audience. Ask ask anything you want where, wherever you watch this. Uh, write it in, email, because I want to keep, I want to dig a little bit deeper into this conversation, if that's okay with, with you guys. I mean, it's an open invitation. You don't have to say yes or no right now. But, um, but I've really appreciated having you. Uh, the audience has really appreciated it. So thank, thank both of you. Thank you for having us. Thanks, Luke. My pleasure. You guys enjoy the rest of your evening. Have a have a great uh, um, Texas weekend. <laughs> it's rainy here. It's it's rainy. Rainy. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. Well, maybe some Netflix then. <laughs> hey, thank, thanks for everything you do, Luke. Uh, we really enjoy what, what you've done for the industry and, and it's, it's special. It's something special to, to be helping contractors. You're welcome. Well, it, it, thank you. I appreciate that. All right. Well, take care. Have a good weekend. All right, Tile friends, I I mean it. Uh, Put your comments, put your questions up. Um, If you want to hear Aaron and and Trinity interviewed a little bit further on this subject or another subject, I'd love to have them back on the Tile Money podcast. Um, You heard it here today. Uh, Start with with your vision. Start with... um, your process of, of what you want your company to look like, um, your company values and your core values are, are so important uh, because only then, once you know your core values, will you start to be able to attract the type of people that are going to uh, reflect your core values and, and want to grow with you. So there was a lot of gems Aaron and Trinity shared with us today. Uh, a lot, a lot to think about. And I know it doesn't happen overnight. I know it's overwhelming. It was a bit of a fire hose of information coming at us. But uh, if you put your mind to it, and this is something you want to attain, it's it's entirely attainable. Uh, start today. Just start with your core values. Start with the foundation of your business. All right, Tile friends. Well, that's it for this week. It's Friday. Enjoy your weekend. If you're listening to this as a podcast, happy Tuesday. It's Tuesday. (laughs) This will come out as a podcast episode for all you live watchers and participants. You can subscribe to the podcast everywhere podcasts are heard. All right, Tile friends. Thank you for being here. Stay positive and stay profitable. 